can't do that. She's like, can't Jesus. She's like, Jesus, you've been <laughs> have you you're, been looking into this? You're really committed to the cause. <laughs> All right, so as today is July fourth, we let's go into some let's go into some stuff that is are is it gonna be our I forgot what did we say. Is it the most American things we could think of, or is it our favorite American things? Yeah, we can call the segment one-on-one since it's just my best one against your best one in okay. each category. But we'll go five different categories of most American things. Okay, so most American things. So it's going to be most American movie, the most American event. Now, event, that when you say the event, do you mean like it could either be an ongoing event like monster truck rallies or something, or is it going to be like Don't the most picks. American? Huh? Don't tip picks. I'm not. I'm just, that's the first one I could think of. But what I'm saying is, is, is in an event like, so it sounds like that's what it is. It's I, not like an event like the Boston Tea Party was an event. I feel like it can be all encompassing. Okay. Because that's fair. No, because I think I might have something, yeah, depending on what you're going to pick. Okay. So, uh, most American food, the most American vehicle. And I think we had a, difference on this one of what we thought it was like i picked out a specific vehicle like i got those two you okay i did everything i got a lot i'm gonna see what you pick or what i pick and then i'm gonna mesh my picks. we're gonna have to figure out who goes first because then we don't want to follow or you know we're gonna have to like each take turns and then our american our american wild card huh yeah and then you said most american miscellaneous it's the American wild card, so it could be oh, literally anything. That's a good name for it. Um, are we are we sponsored by them? Is that why we're using the can? It's just the only thing with the heads and a tail. Do you want to speak? Do you want to do a? You got a quarter? No, no, no. I was just going to say, like, are you doing this because you're hoping we're going to snag a sponsorship? That'd be nice for you. It, yeah. Well, I mean, our number one, we don't give free ads, but I feel like we do need a free ad oh, here. Oh, that's the other thing. I had a couple. Before we get totally into it, while you're looking at that, to do our non-ad ad, um, I'm going to do a thing where I'm going to go ahead and do a couple shout-outs <laughs> for just things I've come across that I thought were actually really cool. So I have a fuck you shout-out, and I have a um, respect shout-out. So the respect shout-out is shout-out to Woody Allen. He was actually the last surviving Medal of Honor recipient from World War II. And Not, he, he just passed away. So no, all, Woody Allen, Woody Allen. Woody, oh, sorry, did I say Woody Allen? Yeah. Sorry, Woody Williams. Okay, that sounds <laughs> The last surviving Medal of Honor recipient from World War II. Um, all 472 of them have since passed. So respect to that. And That's also, crazy. you know, Independence Day and everything, fighting yeah. for our freedom. Um, the fuck you, actually, I might have a couple. No, I'm just going to do one. So... Um, I mean, this will go into another topic that we're going to talk about, but my fuck you is going to be, they asked this guy, Danny Kruger, um, about a woman's right to bodily autonomy. And he says that women, he does not believe that women should have an absolute right to their own bodily autonomy. And I know that's going to go into other topics and everything like that, but just that statement in itself is like, fuck you, Danny Kruger. It's, It's a very bold statement. We're going to get into later on, not this, not this episode, but some bold statements, another one. All right. So, uh, do you, you want to give a shout out? Uh, I don't have a, a shout out or a fuck you. So 
feel like we'll just go in today's free sponsor. Um, today's episode is brought to you by our unofficial sponsor, Tommy Bahama. You can't spell, we got that money-hungry, mountain-hiding bitch Osama without Tommy Bahama. I like that. It's very hard to figure out letters in Tommy Bahama in sentences. <laughs> There's a lot of letters. <laughs> when you said that to me, I had to look through it. I was like, so where's the H? Where's <laughs> <Yeah>. the A? <laughs> I, was I was like, writing- is there two M's? <laughs> When I was writing all these, I kept having to add weird like letters and adjectives to things just to make all the letters work. Okay, so yeah, flip the can to see who goes first. So are we going to start in the order? So movie, event, food, vehicle, and then our wild card last? Yeah, okay. that works for me. All right, call it in the air. Heads or tails? Heads. It's tails. Okay, so uh, you go first. You, okay. So movie. I, this one was actually the easiest one. I'm going Rocky Four. Okay. Now, do we provide a little context yeah, me, for a choice? Okay, all right, a little, what, a little what supportive makes it so argument. American. Okay, so it's the first Rocky movie where his main opponent is from another country, so he's against the Soviets. Yeah. Um, James Brown, the entrance music to Apollo during his and Drago's exhibition match is living in America. Yeah. Rocky has to go to Russia to defend. Well, Apollo dies. Spoiler alert if anyone hasn't seen that. Um, he has to go to Siberia on Christmas, and he wears Apollo's American flag shorts. He beats Ivan Drago and even turns the pro-Russia crowd to where they're like, Rocky, Rocky. And then even, like, I don't know who the guy is supposed to be, like the Russian prime minister or their, their version of Putin or something like that. Yeah, it, would, it was probably, before yeah. that. It would have been before that, so it would have been back during like uh, Gorbachev. either Gorbachev. So he even has to stand up and do like the the clap and acknowledgement after Rocky Rocky beats Drago. So I I don't think yeah I don't know how you get more American. I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna try, but what's yours? I feel like you kind of cucked me. I I'm going with it anyway, just because it's probably my favorite action movie from the time. But I'm going to Bloodsport. Okay. Jean-Claude Van Damme, obviously an import. We're a big melting pot here mm-hmm. in America, so we're going to I was going to I was going to I was going to come at you straight out of that and say your leading man isn't even from the states. Well, I, that's fairly American. Um we're talking about US Army Captain Frank Du. Frank Du going over to Hong Is Kong. Is it Frank just DO? DUX. Okay. Also probably so, <laughs> Less is American, he, more French-Canadian. Is he French or Cajun? Hey, he was a U.S. Army captain. Okay, no, I'm just wondering, like, D-E... He's French-Canadian-American. Okay. So that's where the, the do comes in. Okay. We're used talking about... Ladue. Huh? It used to be Ladue, and he, he's... Probably. Yeah. He wanted to Americanize it, but actual real person. So we're talking about somebody who really was real, I'm 70% sure. Um, getting trained in the art of karate in multiple different disciplines, goes over for the kumite in Hong Kong. Uh, he has a fantastic motorcycle riding buddy, and this is going to play a big part in it. They meet over there, they're hanging out, they're boys. And uh, during the fight, I'm trying to remember what his name was, it's been a while, Ray Jackson. You can't get more American than the name Ray Jackson. He's the big bearded dude, right? Yep. Okay. Big bearded guy with the Harley bandana mm-hmm. on. We got the the foreign agitator. Uh, wow, 
Chong Lee. I just remember Lee. Lee's coming up through the other side of the bracket. Lee has to run into Ray Jackson eventually. And Lee is like the Brock Lesnar. Like He's Brock Lesnar was introduced. He was the big dude that was just plowing through everyone. Okay. Yep. Tough foreigner. Ends up beating Ray Jackson, breaking his knee, knocking him out. Doesn't he, he kill him? Kills him. Reaches down, plucks the Harley Davidson bandana from Ray's head, holds it up, squishes it, throws it on the ground, stomps it down. So now it's up to Frank Du to come through for America in Hong Kong. Ends up beating the foreign ally, beats Chong up, ends up being blinded by a salt pill in the middle of the kumite blown in his eyes. I, I think we're all familiar with the scene where it's the slow motion. And God, this is when I wish we had a video component with it. And he's like clawing in his eyes and then he opens them and he just can't see anything. And you can tell he's just, he's like, yeah. yeah, just a beautiful look. And thank God he was trained to fight blindfolded before. So he knew thank exactly God. how to take down Chong. Just all-American great movie, super sensationalized, great fight scenes in it. A lot of America overseas interwoven in there. But I feel like Rocky IV was more American. Okay. I didn't want to have to ask that, and I'm glad you just came out and said that. And I will say this. Sylvester Enzio Stallone was actually born in America. His first generation, probably. I'm guessing so, yes. All right. Well... So Rocky, Rocky Ford takes that one. Yeah, Jean-Claude was born in Belgium, so I guess you probably won right off the bat The muscles there. from Brussels, baby. <sighs> All right. Uh, so now you get to go. So what is the quintessential American event? I think I know what you're going to pick for this, and I actually do, purposely steered, cl- I steered <laughs> clear of this because I was like, there's no way I'm even saying it because I know what he's saying. Well, number two on my list was Monster Truck Rally, so okay. I knew that as I'm, soon as you yeah, said okay. that, I knew that wasn't going to happen. Okay. So you, you pushed me into it. I'm going with WrestleMania. Of course. Yep. WrestleMania is the quintessential American event that happens every single year. Uh, WrestleMania attendance is insane. It's so many people show up. They do it in the biggest stadiums all around the world. They did it, I want to say it was in the Superdome last year. And the amounts, they do it in two nights now. So it was held over a two-night event taking place. Oh, this was in uh, Jerryland down in Arlington, AT&T Stadium. Mm -hmm. 156,352 people were in attendance over two nights. And that's just in attendance. Yeah, that's not the people that watched everywhere else. Mm -hmm. We're talking one of the oldest sports entertainment events. We're back to... Uh, like circus days. Did you wear your WCW Nitro <sighs> shirt just like in spirit of this? I want to say yes. Okay. It, okay, we'll call it a happy accident, but I just don't see how you get more American than that. You get people of all races, well, not all races, most races, mm-hmm. some colors and a few creeds that show up in their mullets, in their sleeveless shirts that they bought, their wrestling shirts. It's just an all-American event. Yeah. I believe they still start off with the It's an uh, all-American Star bash, you banner. could say. That's different. That's a great American I, bash. I know. I know. All right. I think yours is more fun than mine, but <laughs> I think... You know what I'm going to go with? The event. I'm going to go with the 1992 Olympics, which was the first formation of the Dream Team. Oh, goddamn. When they one. just... They 
the Dream Team in 92, I'm going to go ahead and just pull up some information on it. So their win average was 40 points. And this was before I think other countries had really got a feel because now it's a lot more competitive with international basketball. But the dream team of 92 was Magic Johnson, Jordan, Bird, David Robinson, Patrick Ewing, Malone, Charles Barkley, John Stockton, Scotty Pippen, Clyde Drexler, uh, Christian Latner, Leitner, Leitner, and uh, Chris Mullen. Yeah, just 40 points. No one had ever seen anything like that. Cruise to gold. I don't want to give you more help with this, but it it truly is an American story of just the country coming together and rallying together because the Olympics before that, this was the first Olympics that America sent over NBA players. Mm Mm-hmm. So before this, there was some success, but it was all college kids that were playing against grown men overseas. So that was like, it was like the equivalent basketball wise of the, after the miracle on ice. Pretty much. So, but, but it was the year after that because they were started using NHL players. Well, they, after that. they were just so tired of getting their asses kicked mm-hmm. and getting beat by these grown men. You're talking Euro league guys playing against college athletes. Yeah. And America finally put its American foot down and said, no. We're not going to let this happen anymore. We're not going to be the the laughing. Listen, guys, we're not bad basketball. at basketball. We're just sending over the guys that aren't good. Yeah, and they had a practice over in Barcelona that there's snippets that have come out, but it was Jordan on one side, and I want to say it was Magic and Bird on the other side, and they just picked teams and went after each other, and it's supposedly the greatest basketball game ever played because it was. Everybody That's on that right. team. That's, is that the one that they he makes reference to in um, the Last Dance mm-hmm. that he's talking about? It was just and they played for like a while and forty five minutes, just crushed each other the yeah. whole entire time. So and it, then still went out and beat the next team that yeah. they played by a healthy margin. Well, because in that situation, other than like an All Star game. When would they, and that's just, you know, a one-time event. Uh-huh. With the Olympics, how often did those guys ever get to be in the same place at the same time with the sole focus being basketball and get to play each other? Well, it, your egos, your time practicing the together. The that alone are insane. Yeah, I, and it, Bird has said on different occasions that Michael Jordan was just in fuck you mode. He was going to be the best player out there, and those guys just absolutely battled. Mm-hmm. It just, the crazy thing. Thing to think about that a practice might have been the greatest basketball game ever Every played is nuts. Oh, it was an average of forty-four points. God, that's they beat everyone by. So that's mine. I don't like that because you didn't help me. So I probably have to say it is more American for you. I don't. Here's the thing, though: is yours happens every single year. How many people actually? you know, know about this. Like if you ask them to name people on the 92 dream team, not people our age, but younger people, younger people get to go ahead and be introduced to WrestleMania every single year. That's true. You get different stars that show up and wrestle yeah. and do different things. So I'm going to actually, I'll, I'll give it by a slight here to WrestleMania on that one. Okay. I like that. Cause that was also one of my first thoughts too, but I knew you're going to do it. So <laughs> you knew that that was coming. That's your thing. I was like, I'm not going to touch that. All, All right. right. What do you got for food? Food. Uh, I have three and I can't decide which is, you know what? I'm just going to do this. So it's corn dogs for me. 
It was on my list. I, I, and, and the defense against that, is, or the not the defense, the the argument for the <laughs> argument for corn dogs. Don't is, talk yourself out of it. Uh, the argument for corn dogs is that it's already a hot dog, which is about the most American thing because it's basically just a bologna tube, a collection of meats. And they were like, okay, well, we don't want to have to have the bun anymore. We got to figure out a way to serve this without the bun. They're like, what if we fry it? And they're like, hell yeah. So they just dip it in batter and it's fried and it's on a stick. And you got your melting pot there because a hot dog used to be a Frankfurter from Germany. So we brought it over Wait, and adapted but were, it. Were actual Frankfurters like the hot dogs that we know? Because Frank, like that's true. I feel like they we take like stuff sausages. from other countries and then we just butcher the shit out of it. Like we made it way less quality. Yes, and now that's what it's known. Because like, isn't bologna? Isn't that from like bologna? F- it's a cured meat. I think it's from Italy. It's from Italy, but the thing is, is it was supposed to be, and I do think it was a collection of meats, but I think it was a much higher quality. Now it's literally just meat. Paste patty. We thing. don't we don't discriminate against bologna. I I know. Okay, so corn bologna's dogs. is a great drunk food. Corn dogs, and they're fucking delicious. Like you can't go to the fair without having a corn dog. Just slather that shit with just standard yellow French's mustard. Do not get fancy with it. Uh uh-uh. And ju- oh god. You went main course. I'm gonna go glue guy. Okay. It's, it's named after us. It's American cheese. Okay. And it's not even cheese. No. It's hydrogenated oil or something like that. Mm-hmm. But when you put that on something and you start to see it melt and it goes from solid to whatever just gooey, delicious liquid that comes out of it, it's not even the best cheese. But it's named after us and it's a glue guy. It held us together just like the Americans held everybody else together during the wars. It's There's nothing that makes... I Like if I'm making a grilled cheese... I, I make it with like nice cheese. Uh-huh. I try to. It's it's a it's a perk of adult and being an adult. Spend a little bit, get you some nice cheese. But whenever I make the kid a grilled cheese sandwich, yeah, I use the American cheese just because. Like, let's be honest, the American it's delicious. It, and, it's never bad. And you like the way it melts and stays in a grilled cheese sandwich. You get a couple, you know, you double it up, mm-hmm. get a couple pieces in there to make it nice and thick, and then you fucking cut into that, and you see a little bit dripping out this, yeah. And you can go super basic and just do, like, Wonder White Bread, mm-hmm. which is, so, it's gross. There's plenty of stuff in there that's not good for you, but there's something about that teamwork. Put a little mayo in there. Are you a, oh, yeah. when you make when you make that grilled cheese, are you a, first of all, when you, the, the bread that gets toasted, the side that goes down? Do you do mayo or butter? I butter up both the insides and outsides, and then you toast butter both, both sides off. the insides oh, yeah. and the outsides. You got to get a good, good toast on all four sides. Wait, what do you mean on all four sides? I toast the insides before I put the cheese on, so that oh, way you shit. get the double crisp, and then I to- or oh, put it together. Then you're I playing toast fucking. The you're playing chess. You're out here playing chess. See, I I just go. I don't go anything on the inside but cheese, and I don't even toast that. Oh, man. I might, You're missing out. I know. I've also, I don't think I've had legitimate, like, just meat and cheese, or just bread and cheese in so long. I usually take, like, a couple slivers of, like, we get this rosemary sun-dried tomato ham mm-hmm. and heat it up a little bit and put it in there. Again, it's man, it's, it's a perk of being an adult. You get it, you get it mix up pants. You know what's good? You buy some of that crumbled bacon from Costco. Mm-hmm. 
grilled cheese. You crumble up, spread yeah. them that crumbled bacon in there. I, I just, I feel like when you see a piece of American cheese, though, and you're at a barbecue or something like that, when you're in an American event, you're not looking for the fancy cheese. You're looking for something that's just going to go gooey immediately on it's your It's something that finds its way and, be, and fuses with the burger. I, yeah. I, I, it almost melts in and then just coats the whole top of the burger evenly, and it just... It doesn't give you the string. It just gives no. you goo. It's fantastic. All right. I'm giving that to American cheese. It's named after the country. All right. Uh, vehicle. Uh... Are you gonna go make model? No, mine was mine was an actual vehicle. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go Hummer H1. Okay, the original Hummer. The original Hummer, like military Hummer. That was big. It got like six miles to the gallon, mm-hmm. and somehow, no matter how big it was on the outside, it was impossible to fit into on the inside. Everything was small. That. Like the front seat Yeah, that's the thing that always threw me off about it. I remember the big thing was that like Arnold Schwarzenegger was one of the first people to have one like uh-huh. outside the military. And I didn't get to like see the inside of one for the longest time. And I don't know if the military and the civilian, I assume for a while they were pretty similar. There's four seats in it. And it's the seat immediately by the door. And the entire interior of the thing, yeah, it's like, dude. is it transmission? I, I don't know or, if it's transmission or if they have to have, like, just a big area for switches for different things or what. But, but it's it's this huge, it's like a coffee table in the middle of the goddamn between a, you and the, all the seats. Yeah, it's a coffee table console right in the middle. There's and just I, yeah. zero room. And it's the biggest thing on the road. It almost takes up a full entire lane. Like, you can't park it normally in a parking lot. But it's so damn big, and it's so American because it's just heavy, it's slow, it gets terrible gas mileage, mm-hmm. but it's a damn near impenetrable. I mean, could you imagine getting in a car It'll crash? It'll fucking go over everything. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine, like, a, a Prius or something getting in a car crash with a Hummer? There'd just be nothing There'd left be no, the Prius. There'd be no Prius left. Yeah, it would just be a It'd Prius It'd just be pancake. Prius dust. <laughs> All right, I went with an act like I went with a. We went a little bit different on this, so I went with that famous jet-powered school bus that you always see at drag race events. Yeah. Oh yeah, the one that does wheelies. Yes, I don't know what it's called because I think there's a whole bunch of them throughout the country, but just to me, there's nothing more American than being like looking at a school bus, something meant to keep kids safe and transport children. Yeah, and being like, I bet we could strap a fucking rocket. How fast do you think we could make that thing go? It's race day. We're six natty lights in. You see the school bus well, pull here's the, the drag strip. It, that had to have been. It's not just someone like, we should strap a rocket in that thing. They're like, how fast does this thing go? They're like, I don't know. You can get up to like 70 or 80. And someone's like, let's put a bigger engine in it. And then they did that and they couldn't get it to go fast enough. They're like, what if we like, what if we like strapped a rocket in the back of it? And they're like, what? <laughs> you just fill this thing with nitrous boosters yeah. and just let it go. Yeah. Any. Any bus that does burnouts is a pretty sweet bus. Yes. Any bus that runs a quarter mile in, like, what would that be, like, freaking nine seconds? Well, and I flash back to even being a kid and seeing it. My first thought is, I wish that was my school bus. I know, right? Like, that's all you want. School so fast. You show up the next day to school, and you're on the bus, and you're like, have the bus driver, like, hey, step on it. Mm-hmm. Step on it. See how fast this thing can go. Yeah, I watched one this weekend. It was crazy. See how fast we can get this thing going. Where, where do you hide the rocket? <laughs> <laughs> does it, like, come up from the floor? Or like, <laughs> Which button does that? All right, I'm going to let you take it. What takes it on that one? 
I think the Hummer, like thinking about it, that is probably, I was thinking about the Hummer or I was thinking about something like the, um, like the Dodge Viper. Very American. And then yeah. I was thinking of something like something that they just came out with recently, which was that like, um, when they start putting like Hellcat engines in like a truck or when they do that into those, did they ever put one of those, they put the Hemis in those, um, Dodge, were they Magnums? The ones look like a station wagon that came out that were really popular. Yeah, they did have those. A station wagon with a Hemi in it was definitely American Magnums, I think is what they were. I literally just said that. Yeah. Well, apparently I was trying to figure out what you were talking about instead of listening. Um, yeah, I I feel like as much as Hummers are American, the bus driving is just... Uh, the jet bus is just nostalgia. I don't... You see it as a kid. Everybody, I'm sure, has seen it. To me, I could see another country creating some like wildly outrageous like military vehicle and that being uh-huh. their Hummer of that country. I don't see any other country looking at their school bus and being like, rocket. Yeah. That's American ingenuity at its finest. So we'll go bus on that and leave the miscellaneous because I feel like miscellaneous or the wild card is going to be the deciding vote. So we'll okay. go two to two. My honorable mention on that, I don't know if it's just American. But three-wheelers seem like the most American thing ever. Like a a big, long three-wheeler. We decided that four wheels was too safe, so Mm -hmm. we're only going to do three wheels with one in the front. you got to cut cost. These wheels are costing us too much money. We had one as a kid, and I remember the only thing more fun than riding it was rolling it. Because there was they always that so sense of easy. danger. Yeah. And any speed and you would go to make a corner and the thing <sighs> is just throw forward and off. If you could time it right and you could jump off and bail without getting caught underneath. Can you imagine it. that sales pitch? They're like, yeah, well, it, you know, we have four wheels. They're like, what if we could do it with three wheels? They're like, what do you mean? They're like, think about it. Any <laughs> for every three bikes we make, we're getting an extra bike out of it. Yep. We're getting extra bike full of wheels. Yeah, that those things were you couldn't turn. They were Got to be American, right? Death traps. Yes. Yeah. So that was my honorable mention. We're not many many one, collarbones still click today due to three wheelers. <laughs> so, all right. Okay, let me go honorable mention on my. Or can we do two honorable mentions on wild cards? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. So my first one is. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Burt Reynolds is going to be my honorable mention. Just. Burt Reynolds. Like Smokey and the Bandit or just all Burt Reynolds? All Burt Reynolds. Fantastic mustache. More of an American mustache because it was full mm-hmm. and it wasn't pencil thin. Yeah. It did Smokey and the Bandit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, long, original Longest Yard. Yeah, he was the running back in that. And Boogie he, Nights. He did both of them, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, he, he was in both the, the Longest Yeah, he did the other one when he was older. That's right. No, and if anyone, you know, aside from, you know, Burt Reynolds, maybe like Tom Selleck and everything for what they considered to be the epitome, like after John Wayne, um, I think Burt Reynolds was that next generation's like, that's the American man. It's Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. That's a, I didn't think of just like a man. Um. My first wild card to go against Burt Reynolds is the skull. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, so what was your honorable mention before? Oh, the three wheels were for the vehicle. Yeah. Yes, okay. 
Okay, so yeah, what's your what's your honorable mention for wild card? Uh oh, my honorable mention for wild card. Yeah, or my wild card. No, 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 your honorable mention because that was my honorable okay. mention for wild card. Um, I'm going honorable mention buffalo wings. An American invention. We smother them in hot sauce. They're absolutely delicious. You get a good fry on them. Nope, no baked. Baked's just it's a sad attempt to make something healthy that shouldn't be. See, maybe I haven't had. Because doesn't Buffalo Wild Wings, do they do fried or baked? I think they do fried, because you usually get a decent... It, they, I, they bread theirs, I think, though. Okay. They don't just let the wings speak for itself. Because I do mine on the smoker, and then I just... I guess I must sauce the shit out of mine enough to wear. But then I do actually sauce them and then put them back on, so it might crisp up a little bit more. You get a little bit of that crunch when yeah. you bite into it, a little bit of that sugar yeah. caramelizing. It's just... To me, there's very few things that are as American as being like... All right, we're going to fry this piece of chicken, and then we're just going to douse it in buffalo sauce and make it hot as hell, and you're not going to shit right bone for in. a week. Are you a, are you a boneless, or a, do you do bone? Bone in. It depends. If if I'm lazy, I just like popping them in my mouth. But if I'm stoned and I like a little bit of a challenge, I like to get in there. I like to, to bite it off. You've seen the trick where you grab like the, the drum mat, and you mm-hmm. push it down, and then you eat it. I like to do that in my mouth. I like to get it on the teeth and just pull it out like a like a cherry stem, like a porn star with a cherry stem is how I treat some of my wings. See, I always have to go bone in. And if you go bone in, do you have a preference between drums and flats? I think I'm more of a flat guy. I like flats. I feel like you can get everything off of a flat. So much easier. Because mm-hmm. then you can peel those two bones apart and then you can just literally just strip the meat right off yeah. of them. And then do you... Are you traditional buffalo, or do you have another sauce? Do you like more, like a hotter sauce, like a less hot sauce, garlic sauce? Like, what do you like? Uh, if it's going to be just like dry, lemon pepper is always good. Mm-hmm. Just a little dry shake on there, lemon pepper is good. I love barbecue wings, but if I'm feeling saucy, you got to go just a little hot buffalo. I, I just like, sta- yeah, I like standard buffalo. Yeah. And you do ranch or blue cheese. Ranch or ranch, blue cheese. yeah. I but I've, I've actually started liking blue cheese more. Like, not more than ranch. It's an older taste profile. I feel it is. Like. I think, you know what they should start doing? Why don't they just mix in a little bit of that ranch and blue cheese together? Some, like, give me a half and half. Some blanche? Like an, like an Arnie Palmy for ranch and blue cheese. <laughs> yes. That's a perfect example. Yeah. Arnold Palmer could have made that honorable mentions list, too. Okay. Do you want to go first on... I, I blew mine. I know you're not going to take it, so you go first on Wild Card. Okay. I think Las Vegas. And it's not just I, – I have an argument on this. Not an argument. I, well, I keep saying argument. I have a, I have supporting facts. Yeah, support it. Okay. So to me, the wild card for America being Vegas is you literally get all of the like vices and – and I'm not just talking about like the gambling and spending money and all that stuff, the, um, you know, the shows. Wars. But it's everything that Vegas has like the heart attack grill. Like, the fatter you are, you can eat for free. Like, we're here just to make you fucking fat and clog your arteries. Every place has a fucking buffet. And not, like, regular buffets. No, like, like eat everything. You get people paying, like, $80 for these buffets and just shoving their faces. And listen, I'm I'm with you on on this. But, like, crab, lobster, prime rib, all that kind of stuff. Um, Prostitution. You can come – this is a place where you can just come and, and have sex. We have a designated spot in our country where, like, 
paying and fucking is okay here. It's just a yeah, just a written like warning. you can't pay and fuck here, <laughs> but if you come over to this little area, we let you pay people to have sex with them. We have ranches just outside of town that are just mm-hmm. still whorehouses in existence. Yeah, and I feel like you're with me on this one. We both agree prostitution should just be legal everywhere, right? It's already le- like to what degree is it not? The fact that you have OnlyFans and porn and everything, it's you're already having sex on camera for money and uh-huh. being paid for it. So I don't I don't get what the distinct difference is between offering someone privately to pay them to have sex or perform sexual favors and then being like, I'm going to pay you, but we just get to fit. To me, one of them seems more acceptable. The private one seems more acceptable it, too. N- not to mention, regulate it. Make it safer. It's it's easier if something that's, is legal that's, to make that's it safer. That's a valid and that's a valid argument for everything. If it's regulated, that's the whole point. Is when it's unregulated, is that's when it's unsafe. And no, I'm not saying just fucking do everything under the sun and the moon and just regulate it. What I'm saying is that like you're going to have people doing this as a profession, regardless. You have girls and guys and you know them's and they's online doing sex work and. They're, they make a ton of money. And guess why? They make a ton of money because there's always people out there that are going to watch it. Yeah. It, and those people are just as responsible and half those people are probably the people that are like, no, it shouldn't be legal. We can make it, keep watching it. Make it safer for the women. Make sure that they're not being trafficked or taken anywhere mm-hmm. against their will. Mm-hmm. You're giving them licenses. You're screening them. You're making sure that you know, safe sex is happening mm-hmm. to the point where nobody's getting STDs, nobody's getting pregnant. We're... We're making all the bad well, stuff if, that you have to hide come to light. And if it, you know, and if it was legal, you could have businesses whose job, it, whose job it, you know, would be to keep these women safe, to go ahead and screen people, and to provide like a safe environment. So it's it's a very to me it's a very simple argument. It's just it's I don't know. It's again, it's oldest profession in the world. Mm-hmm. It's been around for forever. Yeah, no, that's. That makes Vegas a. I, I was trying to think while you were saying all that stuff. Like I'm sure there's probably places in other countries where things get wild. Well, they have places in Vegas that you can literally go to, you know, seeing all the like ads on the billboards driving up and uh-huh. down the strip. They have a place you can go out and you can rent a tank and just drive tanks over Hell cars, yeah. and you can rent construction equipment to go ahead and like dig holes and crush cars. Uh, you can go out and you can run like mini guns and machine guns. They have it's everything. It's just literally. All of the crazy shit is just allowed there. It's the fucking Wild West. It's adult playland. Yes. You can take helicopter rides anywhere you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's badass. I don't think there's anywhere else in the world that does it quite it's, to that degree. No, it's the gathering place. It's the prime gathering place for people to come and watch men beat the shit out of other men and women beat the shit out of other women. Like, They're like, hey. Did you hear about these two guys are going to fight? Be like, where's it going to be? Vegas. Uh, not only MMA stuff. You've had massive boxing events that happen there. Mm-hmm. I I know with you as a Raiders fan, you probably are happy that they're out of Oakland and all that. But I feel like it's the biggest. Well, I'm happy as long as you're not fucking around and slamming your fucking Corvette and killing a woman. Yeah. <laughs> that should go with that. I think that could happen in Oakland too. It could happen in Oakland, but I'm going to say that it, the the – you know, odds of it happening just bump up a little bit if you're in yeah. Vegas. Having professional sports, though, in a place where gambling is legal is the biggest gamble ever. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just basically setting yourself up for issues. But the fact that they want to take that gamble on it and make it worth it, that makes it even better. I know. Yeah, that's that's a great one. Like I say, 
Macau and all those other places across the world, I'm sure they're great, but they don't have like the outdoor activities. No, like, like, you know, gambling is not whole, it's not American. Like, you know, you have places, uh, gambling is probably the second oldest profession. Yeah. Hand in hand. And the whole point of gambling was to make enough money to go pay the whore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's why they had the gambling downstairs and the whorehouse (laughs) upstairs. Whenever you see like saloons and everything, they're just like, uh, he, he won his money and he was just like, upstairs I go. Yeah, you hit the the cash out and then you go upstairs mm-hmm. to your room and that's so like uh, would you like us to cash you completely out? You're like not completely. How much are you an hour? Yes. 500? Okay, I'll yeah. 500. But yeah, and- you get Monaco and you get places that are famous for like casinos and gambling, but again, it's that American what do we want to call that? We've talked about this a little bit. That that it's that American ability to just take something that was already like well-known in the rest of the world or for another country. And we just like, I don't want, sometimes we make it better. A lot of the time we just like make it fucking cheap and mass produced. And Mm -hmm. what do we, it's just Americanized, I guess. Yeah. That's that's probably the best way to do it. Hey, it's gotta just be that. And how much cooler is it than all the other places around the world to get to do it? Because it was just basically invented in a desert by the mob. Yeah. Like the mob started everything. Mm-hmm. That's it gives you just a little bit of edge, a little bit of rub. Vegas back in the seventies was like if you got caught cheating, you weren't just going to jail. Well, like imagine, you were losing a finger. And okay, so we are gonna do a ve- an episode oh, on yes. Vegas. Just the simple fact that like with law enforcement that the mob was just like, let's just like kinda get away from all these guys and go do this shit in an area that they will never think of. Like, where do you want to do this? Let's go to the fucking desert. Yeah. Just a little Valley in a desert. Mm-hmm. We're going to put all this fun shit out there and it's just going to grow to the point where we can't even handle it. And now it's worldwide. Yep. You have, you know, businessmen from all over the world flying in to, to gamble and fucking that's shows like that. And that's the prime destination for, for any talent act, any type of like artistic act. All right. What do you got? I'm fucked. There's nothing. I, I can't beat Vegas with any of my four. Um, so, yeah, I just got to have fun with it now because mine's a clear second place. I'm just going the skullet haircut. Uh, how American is something that Benjamin Franklin has one and then potentially one of the greatest Americans of all time, Hulk Hogan. Two great Americans that have... One of the most god-awful haircuts. I would argue mullet and skullet are probably one and two. But I don't know which one takes a head. I'm trying to think when that, like... Because I, I was watching that John Adams thing on HBO. And they, at one point, they're wearing wigs. But then they just, like, stop wearing the wigs. And they let their hair grow to try to, like, simulate the wig. <laughs> but most of them have no hair on top. Or a lot of them don't have hair yeah. on top. So you do like John Adams had the same thing where it was literally just like bald up top, but then they let the back of it grow so much that it was like an ornate ponytail type just thing. The most asshole confidence in the world. Yeah. to think that this is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if maybe they didn't have like razors that were good back then or what, but if you're so confident in yourself that you have a horseshoe pattern and there's nothing up there. It's just a wasteland, but you're still just growing the flow out and back. The thing is, is so many of them, it seems like had that, like, look at the like first, like four presidents. I feel like a lot of them had that haircut. Was All that of Washington's like, pictures? You can tell it's receding. Was it's, that like the, the hairstyle to let someone know, like you were in politics. They're like, Oh, you're running for office. We're going to need to take that hair on top down. Somebody's got a fantastic way too much hair on top to, to get votes. We're going to need you to like, we're going to need you to shave that. 
It's going to make you look more distinguished to make you look a little smarter. I, it just seems like the hairstyle that happened back then. And you have, like I say, a, a man that used to come out to a, a real American, a guy that I body slammed Andre the Giant. I've been looking for that song. Do you know how hard it is to find that song where it does the whisper at the beginning? The fight for your right? Yeah, because most of them just start out um, with the music. Uh-huh. You don't get that. I am a real American. Yeah, you don't get you that. You give me like two it. minutes. That's, that's the best part. Yeah. Because that's what let the crowd know. It didn't just smack you in the face with it. Uh-huh. All the crowd was like, what? And you would hear that He's and then coming. they would know. It was like the glass breaking for Stone Cold. Yeah. As a child, I just have this vivid memory of hearing it. And it was, I don't think it might have been a WrestleMania, which oddly good tie in. I just had this vivid memory of seeing Hulk standing in the ring after he beat Macho Man and he embraces Miss Elizabeth. And you hear the song playing and he puts her up on his shoulder and they just walk around and wave to everybody. Then he drops her, he walks over, does the ear thing, just fires everybody up for like 10 Mm -hmm. minutes. They put the song on a loop. Like you heard it restart. (laughs) He was just out there hamming it up. It was so great. Oh Yeah, Vegas wins that one. What else did you have on Wildcard? Just Um, go through them. We won't talk about them. Wildcard honorable mentions. I had Wife Beaters because I feel like there's no more American redneck sweet shirt the fact that we took a tank top that was probably used in the other part of the world and we're like ah, oh, we got to rename this <laughs> well it supposedly the myth behind it was um not hanes but one of the other companies that used to make underwear and stuff because mm-hmm. before underwear you used to wear like long underwear yeah. like shitty stuff mm-hmm. and that was an undershirt and they were called wife beaters because the guy that ran the factory ended up beating his wife mm-hmm. so that was just where the name supposedly came from and we've just celebrated domestic Do you violence. Your wife beater? Did you hear your old wife beater has another idea? <laughs> yeah, he wants to make a shirt where it's you're cutting off the sleeves and everything like it's that. It's going to be ribbed. Uh-huh. Yeah, we can wear it under everything else. It, we just openly supported domestic violence for like 100 plus years. The fact that nobody ever really slowed down to think like, how long did you use that term without stopping and thinking and been like, what am I Wait, what yeah. am I saying? It never comes to mind until you're probably like 16 or 17. Mm -hmm. And you hear somebody call it a rib tank, and it's like, that's not right. Like, wait, what did you just say? Yeah. (laughs) You mean a wife beater? (laughs) Like, Like, what did you just say? We don't condone violence on this podcast. No, but... but, Well, domestic violence on this podcast. I just talked a lot about how I love wrestling. But... (laughs) That's that's staged and agreed upon domestic violence. Okay, yeah. For the most part. Just something that we say, common phrases that we say where it's just, that's just what it sticks. And I'm sure it probably cringes people, mm-hmm. but I hate domestic violence. And when I hear it, there's nothing, like, I, I get no visceral reaction from it. I know. It's just an accepted term. Okay. So. Um, I, do you have any other honorable mentions for the other ones? Yeah. Oh, honorable mentions for the other one? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, food, the turducken, because I thought that only we could take a turkey and then be like, <laughs> we got to stuff it with something to duck. And be like, what's something smaller? And then we did it with the chicken. Uh, fried Twinkies. I did fried Oreos. Nice. Okay. We were close there. Yeah, I think just fried. Yeah. Anything you fried. You just put fried. For if you can get it at a fair, it's mm-hmm. probably that way. Uh, for events, I had the Miracle on Ice and then the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Hot Dog Eating Contest is uh, great. Movies, I had Armageddon and Grease. Robocop. God damn it. Yep. Robocop, very American. Roadhouse, also very mm-hmm. American. Um, other events, I had Beer League Softball Tournaments because... Mm-hmm. 
it's something where Americans feel like we're still athletic enough, but you literally throw the ball underhanded. Honey, we're playing a game. Uh-huh. It's not just drinking. You take it seriously. Yeah, we're running around. You're drinking beer while still getting ready to potentially blow out your ACL and ruin your entire like other career. The that fact you that have. the beer increases the likelihood of you injuring yourself, and the fact that you're just like you know it's happening anyway. Yeah, I have a nine to five that I have to support my family mm-hmm. with, but I'm gonna dive. I'm gonna lay out and dive mm-hmm. for this ball and potentially wreck myself. <laughs> if you've ever had to take a sick day the next day because Ooh. of a softball game, that's pretty American. I've thought about it. I don't know if I ever yeah have had to. Yep. Um, I, yeah. Okay. What else did you have? Um, that's about all my honorable okay. mentions. Uh, I had coal rollers, the shitty trucks that for some reason guys think that it's cool to build and put the stacks in the back. Oh yeah. They're usually in between like five, four and five, six. So they have to get a little ladder to crawl mm-hmm. into, but they're still cool. Cause they're they sitting open the door and they go, it's like a RV stairs. They kind of pull down like multiple stairs, a fire ladder that they have to crawl up. You got any others? Uh, let's see. Uh, vehicle, the Batmobile. Uh, Bigfoot, the monster truck. Very cool. Um, and then my other wild cards were Elvis Presley, uh, buffets, which I merged into Las Vegas. Uh, barbecue. Yeah. Very And then uh, Planet Fitness. Because I believe that only we could take a gym and use as a marketing material for that gym. Fucking free pizza. At the- <laughs> And there's always something unhealthy around Planet Fitnesses too. Oh yeah, there's they're always, always in, they're always in a strip mall. So you're yep. there's either usually like uh, like a Chinese restaurant, ice cream or shop, ice cream shop, cupcakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. anything there's something. Like that. Uh, my last wild card that I just thought of was Seinfeld. It, Seinfeld's a very American show. Mm-hmm. You're in the big city. It's it was a different time. I love watching Seinfeld, and I feel like you're either like a Seinfeld or a Friends person. No, you can be both because I like both. It depends on like what you want out of the show. Like I like, like Friends. You know what you're getting. I think Friends. Friends did. Um, friends cared about fan service, so they were like, "Oh, they like Ross and Rachel together. We'll end up with having Ross and Rachel together." Oh, is that how they actually like wrote it? Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure it changes as you get fan reaction for stuff, but that's you know they knew that that worked early in the season, and so they brought it back at the end for like fan service. Where and was Seinfeld? Same or, time. Uh, Friends. Same time as Seinfeld. Where uh, was it? What? Like what city was it? New in? York. They were both in New York? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But the thing about Seinfeld that I really like is, and Seinfeld is, when you watch it when you're younger, it can make you laugh, but it's the more like outwardly easy to get stuff that mm-hmm. makes you laugh. It's almost more of the shticky stuff, like uh, like Kramer and stuff. And like George Kramer walking into a room will always make you yeah, laugh. or George getting upset. Uh-huh. Yeah, the summer of George, mm-hmm. him slipping on an envelope, <laughs> falling down the stairs. But when you watch it, when you you know have some years behind you, you get like all of the psychological, like all of the like deep humor uh-huh. and all of the. It's a it's obviously it's a much better show, but it is like you. These are like not good people. It's like Always Sunny. It's like a dialed down version of Always Sunny. Yeah, they're, they're in a, a different city, really. Yeah, they're not, you know, Sunny's taking it to where these are like, these are shitbag people. In Seinfeld, there were still some redeeming qualities about these people, and there was enough to like about them where you didn't dislike them. But, you know, they were all self serving. Self serving, and George just being like the ultimate loser's loser. Mm hmm. And them calling him Biff after the, uh, oh God, 
not uh, Back to the Future. I don't think that was around back then. But the uh, like Death of a Salesman or something oh, yeah, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that he just could never win, and even when he does win and things go well, like when him and Susan get together and Susan dies from licking the stamps and the mm-hmm. envelopes right before their wedding. Yeah, and Susan's parents are like, "This was all going to be yours. We were going to give you the lake house up on the." Uh, up on the lake for the summer. Like just, up in the Hamptons yeah, or whatever, yeah. Just all this stuff. And he's sitting around with the foundation. He's like, would this have been mine? They're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that would have been yours. The $10,000 doll collection would have been mine. Yeah, yeah, it definitely would have been yours. <laughs> just as close as he gets to winning, he can never do it. And then they, and then the end of the series ends up being uh, positive. If you haven't watched Seinfeld, I guess. But they end up going to jail. They right, have a the por- Puerto Rican Day Parade, huh? No, what it was is they go to jail because um, they refuse to help a guy as a good... They get him for like a good Samaritan law where they see a guy getting mugged and he's like a fat guy and he's... Mugger comes up, his takes money, they're like across the street and instead of stepping in to help to do anything, they are caught making jokes. They're like, oh, he's stealing his money. He's like, he's doing him a favor. He's like, less money for food. Like George makes a joke. Like they're all making cracks about it. So they end up getting arrested and put on. Tra- Did you never watch the finale, or has I it just the been so Rican long? Puerto Rican Day Parade was the one that was the finale. No, so the finale is the one where they're all on trial, and it's it's not in New York, so they're not getting like a jury of people that are like New Yorkers that are used to that kind of like that asshole type attitude. It's up in like Connecticut or something like that, and they have all of the people from like that. George Elaine Kramer and Jerry had wronged throughout all of Seinfeld come in as character witnesses. Okay. So it's like the soup Nazi. It's the I don't chick know that if they I've thought. I've seen it. I've seen every other episode of Seinfeld. Oh like yeah, they bring times. back a ton of people. Like the chick that uh, Jerry thought had fake boobs, and so like was breaking up with her because of it. The, the um, real and they're spectacular. Yes, uh, Johnny Cochran is their lawyer. I think. Uh, yeah, Jesse. Jesse something. It's not Johnny Cochran, but it's... It's Johnny in the show. Yeah. Because Elaine calls him Johnny. It's Johnny Cochran in the show. But yeah. So I yeah, I recommend watching that. I got to see that. I actually bought a pair of shoes because of the Puerto Rican Day Parade Mm -hmm. episode. There was a Puerto Rican Day um, pair of shoes that they made. They were Air Max 97s that Mm -hmm. have the flags on them. And just so cool. But as soon as I saw them go up um, for... Uh, draw. I was like, I got to get these just because of this episode. Like, nice. There will be one day we make it to a Puerto Rican Day Parade and we'll <laughs> these out. <laughs> Take the box out. <laughs> Your day has come. <laughs> All right, man. Well, America, happy birthday a couple days ago. Hopefully you enjoyed your fourth in a safe manner, and if you didn't, hopefully you've gotten out of the hospital and got <laughs> got, they either found the fingers and reattached them or they've, <laughs> they've got a bench up for you JPP to yourself alright well guys later alright guys hey thank you so much for making it through another episode and uh, sticking with us if uh, you want to kind of follow up on the next upcoming episodes get some teasers uh, Adam can they get us on the twitter they can get us on the Twitter. Our Twitter handle is historically high. That's historically H I. Nice. And uh, on the Instagram, our Instagram is historically high pod. That's historically high P O D. And what happens if your social media inept? 
If you have any issues where you can't figure out social media, our email is historicallyhighpodcast at gmail.com. We set up a landline. <laughs> Just in case. Uh, you guys can go ahead and shoot us any questions, comments, or even maybe suggestions for future episodes, something you guys want to hear. Yeah, high thoughts, questions, anything like that. We're always open. We'll always get back to you. Hell yeah, guys. See you on the next episode. Peace.